0: I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is your first million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund, Backstage Capital, from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Hey, today's episode is a little different. Instead of an interview or even instead of talking into my phone or talking into my mic as I normally do when I want to talk to you directly, I'm actually going to play for you some highlights of a phone call that I had recently. The call was meant and still is meant as part of a, of a um, series of interviews that I'm doing for something that's coming out soon in print and as I was doing this last interview it dawned on me that um, this information would be helpful to some people and it's definitely something I want more people to hear in its entirety. So it's a pretty quick episode um, but I think you might be interested in it. You'll especially be interested if you are already part of our BackstageCrowd.com syndicate or have been thinking about joining Uh, Or if you have any questions about the SEC regulations about accredited investors. It's almost like you're a fly on the wall or listening in, uh, you know, (laughs) on the call without on mute or something like that. So check it out. You'll hear mostly me talking, not the interviewer, just to protect them. And I wanted to make this available for you. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope to hear from you about it soon. Bye. syndicate itself is it's backstagecrowd.com we did a soft launch last year 2019 and about 350 people signed up to it altogether. and we just didn't go anywhere with it because it wasn't um uh we didn't have the bandwidth so we kept everybody we told everybody we would come back to it at another time so june uh after the murder of george floyd and i had been on different TV interviews and different you know yelling at people in different places um, I said we need to stop thinking about what institutions can do for us and look at you know I, I was looking at all these founders, mostly black founders that were sitting in the wings waiting for an investment from for from us who were headliners who were already in our portfolio uh, but still were being expected to to use Chromes and to get to to go toe to toe and I said. There's these few people, these few institutions who can bless us with money if, we, if we're you know, good enough for them, or we can go to the crowd and do it as a syndicate as we, as we had thought about before. And so we relaunched the syndicate in June, late June, and anybody can sign up from mm-hmm. any country, accredited or non. We have about 45% are accredited, 55% are non-accredited. Maybe there's a room for error of two or three percent that don't know necessarily which one they are, and so you sign up at backstagecrowd.com, and you decide, you know, you say which one you are. You get an automated email that tells you next steps depending on what you've selected as you as your uh, group. If you're an accredited investor, you then automatically start seeing deals from us. To date. We've done six deals. By the time this comes out, we'll be at seven or eight. In the first three months, we raised a total of $1 million across six deals. Half of that was in one deal and another, uh, you know, and it's still growing. Those six deals are not all complete. So it took me 15 months from first 25K check to raising a million dollars for the first fund in 2016. It took less than three months to do it this way. And that was through like individuals. So that first deal we did 500K, put in 500K in one deal is the biggest deal we've done. I was able to then match it with 500K from my Arlen was here investments fund. That is the sole LP has Mark Cuban as a sole LP. But again, I think it's important to note I have autonomous investment um, ability there. So So it's just, we saw just immediately how powerful it was. And we had great we have great deals it's not that people are this is, again it's not a charity it's just been filtered so much to get to the syndicate because we've been working with these companies for years or have been tracking them for years most cases working with them so it is right now we have about a thousand accredited investors and a little over a thousand non-accredited investors who are signed up our plan and goal is to double those numbers uh, by the end of 2021 and um, while we can, you know, while we promote the syndicate itself, we don't promote the individual deals publicly. We just, okay. but they are all 506C deals. Mm-hmm. So we're just very excited and I'm, I'm personally very excited about it because it's just, um, it's so, it's, de- it's democratizing. Now to further that. Uh, like, like we shouldn't skip over, skim over the fact that that means that you work at a tech company, you are a doctor, you are a lawyer, you are someone who is a, an entrepreneur, you make your own. In some ways, you can use your own company's equity to, to reach that accredited status. We shouldn't skim over the fact that that really does open it up. It takes it away from all the venture capitalists. And that's a lot of black and brown people in that category. Okay, so it's a, it's a big group. So it's mostly white people because that's what it always is. But there's a lot more black and brown people who are let in. But And then in addition to that, I believe and so many others believe that the accreditation um, guidelines should be lifted, should be broadened okay. and to include people who make less per year perhaps um, and or maybe even, you know, taken out because the whole point of it is you can take, you can earn $60,000 a year and you can take a thousand of that to the casino, to the boat, and you can drop it off and never see it again legally. But you can't put a thousand dollars, that same thousand dollars into a company who's, you know, you've you've known the founder for 20 years and you think that they have something going and you want to pay it for it and have generational wealth build up. So the purpose of the accredited accredited investor guidelines are supposed to be for protections. It's supposed to protect people who may not be as uh, investment savvy from investing and losing their money. But again, you can have all your money tied into a, a mortgage. You can have all your money tied into, you can go gamble. You can spend money on all sorts of things that are, you know, maybe not necessarily great for you. And, so what a lot of people believe is it actually, and I agree, is that it's actually built to keep people out. It's built to keep people out of that, uh, to, to continue this loop of rich people getting richer. So I wanted to be re- really clear, clear about my stance on it. My stance is that the accreditation status when it comes to income should be changed. It should be lowered, the 200K, individual or 300K as a couple should be lowered or uh, uh, gotten rid of completely. And there should also be some stipulation that you have to take some sort of um, testing. You have to like a driver's license type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I too don't want anyone to lose all their money or to be hurt or to be taken yeah. advantage of. I just think that we, need, we should trust people individually a lot more. And I think if you are really wanting to make an investment you would be willing to take a test that doesn't cost anything that's kind of fun to take it uh the, the barrier is just understanding it's more of a fi- fin financial education rather than this person versus this and it should be accessible that test should be accessible so I, it's, it's just very specific what i think and i don't want it to be misconstrued Again, I'm able to look at things from uh, different angles and also have layered opinion. I don't believe that it's because I'm Black only, you know, the am a one. It's not that. It's layered, though. Some of that is there because there is this, the institutionals we're talking about are so used to a status quo. They're so used to ser- ser- seeing certain people walk in and being stringent. I mean, institutions are notoriously stringent because they're giving away They're they're trusting managers, GPs with millions, if not tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in an asset class that's already risky and actually doesn't really perform very well for them over time. You know, like, so they're already on the defense. They're already ready to say no. So I get that. Um, I also admit to and acknowledge that we are early in the game, five years in it feels like a lifetime because I've been working on this for a decade before I got any traction five, you know, half of that before I got traction, but we we invest in very, very early stage companies at the earliest times. And then the horizon for venture, you know, allows us seven, 10 years of grace. Um, but what they these institutions are so used to seeing is, by the third year, you have something that you can show them on paper that makes sense. And so we're just sort of, we're patient and we understand that we can't compare ourselves to the next person because we're, we're not the next person. So it has been very, very difficult. So to, to underwrite us, you know, the biggest piece of feedback we get, whether it's the truth or not is that it's hard to underwrite us because of, we're so new. We don't have those exits to speak of to show them that what we can do. My counter to that is how many 100 million plus funds have I seen being built by white men who just roll out of bed one morning and say that they want to give an ex- do an experiment and they're given that time to experiment and they don't have the track record of, or the network effects that we have that should be given much more credence than it is. And so some of that I do think is bias. Some of it I think is still the old guard trying to lock us out. And then there's a great deal that is just simply all on the up and up. And it's about the fact that we are early and that we still have to prove out to them. All of that is to say that you know the same thing that makes me pretty unemployable and not really work inside systems very well is the same thing that makes me say, okay, if that's the game, that's how it's set up. I don't necessarily want to play that game. I have conversations with institutional investors every week, and I'm I'm happy to have the conversations. Um, you know, provide information. A lot of times it feels like they're just touring, they're, I feel like I'm in a zoo, they just want to know more about what we're doing and it doesn't get anywhere. But I love the idea here that we don't have to play that game because what's going to happen is at some point, and I can't tell you exactly when, I just know as as clear as I knew that I was going to invest in 100 companies by 2020, I can see this. What is going to happen is that that whole thing they're crazy until they're a genius thing right Mm we are going to have some sort of exit or some sort of event it may not even be an exit but something is going to tip the scales and then those same people are going to come back and say that they were there the whole time and they'd like to be in and around how do we get in and find themselves standing outside of the gates uh, that we have built up and saying you know Really looking at that and saying, "Who whose money do we want?" Because to think about this, we we as GPS we chase this money and then we go on this. You know, we start with angels and then we go with high net worth individuals and then we uh, family offices and then we go to institutional's. For us, like, who do we want to get the returns when we make returns? The same people, like. We are most likely going to take on institutional investment because it's going to be afforded to us at some point. And I will use that capital and the team will use that capital and steward that capital in a great way. And we will get more funding into the hands of underestimated founders like we've been doing since day one. But I'm very excited about the black engineer at Airbnb who can put in $5,000 into a deal next to us in the syndicate. And once that deal or those 10 deals or however do well, do well, they get more than they put in. That's what the hope is and that's what I am excited to see. I don't know if I'm excited to just make um, a university or insurance company or, uh, or a family office just that much richer. And part of my, part of my strategy is like, I dream of this every day, you know, living like waking dream is that the majority of the capital that goes in the backstage one day is coming right out of my bank. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love chasing down money from other people. It's not exciting to me. Even if it comes easy, it's not exciting to me. The bigger picture is that the money is in the hands of the people. And if I have an opinion about something or if I want things to go in a certain way, I don't have to ask someone else's opinion who is a, a, most likely a white man or white woman uh, who has not going, gone through our journey or gone through my journey and have to ask their permission to, to make something, you know, to change the way things are done. I could just say, well, let me see, how do I transfer this amount from this bank account to this bank account? Mm-hmm. and make it happen how can I bet on the the 10 founders that I met at this at this uh hackathon mm-hmm. who I believe in and I don't have to ask for for permission so I'm building it is like five dimensional chess over here people you know so because there's a lot of like misconception yeah. uh I, I see it uh, see the feedback and it's a lot of misconception I'm over here ready to 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 make a ton of money so that I can invest a ton of money, and so that I can give away a ton of money and 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 cause change and cause a wave. First, I wanted to be that anyone who sees it, who wants to invest alongside and kind of uh, push our initiatives forward, and hopefully, in the meantime, make some money back uh, for their for their troubles. If they're interested to go to backstagecrowd.com today and sign up, it's a very easy process to sign up, um, and you'll you'll be right in the mix as soon as you do sign up. The second th- major thing is that I I would love to continue my work with the SEC and others to get that. The credited investor definition changed for good in, in the United States, and I mean for good in both ways for for a duration for the duration and for the betterment of the United States. Because the more that we can plug our our black capital, our dollars into this ecosystem, the more it's ours. And I also should say, because I say that so often, I also should say I do. I absolutely believe in, uh, I have an idealistic view of, of the future and I've always been an idealist in it. And I do see us all working together, no matter what your profile is, to invest in these founders. And so some t- every once in a while I'll hear a, a white person who is a, you know, an ally will say, well, I don't wanna take the place of someone who could have had my place. here." you're not taking the place of anybody. You're adding on to the bigger picture by putting your dollars in, and I'd much rather the individual or the family put their dollars in than just, you know, the returns going back to a faceless Mm -hmm. institution. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at ArlanWasHere on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N WasHere. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. This episode has been brought to you by Purple.com for all your mattress needs. Check out their sheets, their duvets, their pillows. And if you are really needing a more comfortable sleep, get that mattress delivered. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenoa, Executive Producer, Arlen Hamilton, Associate Producer, Chacho Valides.